Oh, I wouldn't miss my opportunity. The Lord. Hey, the Lord told us we'd bruise that serpent's head. I wouldn't waste an opportunity to just tap dance on that old liar. He's told you you won't make it. He's told you you're not any good. You're not worth it. But today he's proven out to be a liar because here you are in the house of the Lord and in the presence of the King. Woo! Come on, somebody. We might be on the battlefield, but we got the victory in Jesus' name. Come on, we might be on the battlefield, but we got the victory in Jesus' name. The blood still works. I'm glad there's people still pleading the blood. How many believes it in this house today? No reason to, like I said, in his presence. There's no reason to leave here without what you need today. There's a Savior that loves you. He can open any prison door. He can break any shackle. He can destroy and demolish any generational curse. He can set you free from any addiction. There ain't nothing the scripture says too hard for the Lord. Aren't you glad today he's got all the answers? Come on, give him another hand clap and a shout in this house. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Anybody got a praise for what he's done? Has he set you free? Has he set you free? you what we don't just call people out and I'm going to point nobody out but I'll just ask you if the Lord has set you free delivered you healed you done anything like that for you while she starts picking that music up just a tad I want to invite you to step out in that aisle and walk down to the front with your hands lifted up saying thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Come on. Let the devil see you lifting up a praise. Let the enemy that thought he had you see you worship in his house. He thought he had you beat. He thought he had you wiped out. But here you are, dancing in the altar, lifting your voice up in praise. Oh, somebody. Let your enemy see you rejoice.
Lord, just tell him, you can't have it. You can't have my family. You can't have my peace of mind. You can't have my joy. You can't have my peace. <laughs> Come on. I feel like telling you what the Lord told David. I know how it might look. When David got back to Ziklag, everything was burned to the ground. Their wives, their children, their flocks, all their possessions were gone. But David began to encourage himself in the Lord. And he said, Lord, shall I pursue? And the Lord said, pursue. And he said, Lord, will I recover? And he said, you shall recover it all. Why don't you just go back and get your stuff from the devil right now? I'm going to keep my peace. I'm going to keep my walk with God. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to keep my family. Because the devil didn't give it and the devil can't take it away. There you go, lift a voice. Uh, let the Holy Ghost just talk in this room for a moment. Let the Holy Ghost talk in this room. Spirit of liberty. Oh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Ooh, in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you. I have the Spirit of the Lord's in this place today. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost moving in this house today. Thank you, Jesus. This is what the world needs. They need the Lord. They need that spirit of liberty. Not to do their own thing, but to walk in the ways of the Lord. Mm. Let me tell you. Ain't, no, ain't nothing... I think I hate worse than a thief. And the, the Lord said, that enemy you've got, he come to steal. And he come to kill. And he came to destroy. But immediately after that, he said, but I have come. So you just need to know if the enemy's been wreaking havoc in your life, then Jesus is on the way. <laughs> you hearing what I'm saying? The enemy, he walked in and he... He stole and he killed and he destroyed and it looks like he's wiped out everything that was good in your life but the Lord said but I'll come up right behind him and he said and the, the prophet wrote about the Lord said I will build the waste places that desolate land will be back like the garden of Eden people that walked by and said hey this used to be a wasteland are going to be amazed at what God has restored and rebuilt and put back don't think that the enemy and when he's done his worst, he ain't done all he can do because Jesus is on the way. 
He's going to come right up behind and give you life and life more abundantly. Aren't you thankful for what Jesus can do? Oh, give him a praise and a shout in this house today. Man, the Lord's trying to get a hold of somebody. I know that's, a, a, that's every day, but somebody in this house needs to hear. And you've just decided I might as well put a for sale sign up because this has been destroyed beyond recognition. But I'm telling you, when the Lord gets done, it'll be like new. Aren't you thankful that God can restore and rebuild and refresh, revive. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He called Lazarus four days dead and stinking out of the darkness of that tomb. And he didn't come out walking like a zombie. He come out full of new life. The stench of death was gone. He said, all we need to do now is loose him and let him go. I feel like some of you, God's already resurrected you, but you need to drop them grave clothes and be loose in the name of Jesus and walk on out into new life. Amen? Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout in this place today. We got a preacher coming. I, I'm going, I, I got to get out of the way because I, I feel like the Lord's about to seal this service up. So uh, we're going to hear what the word of the Lord says and uh, my son's going to be preaching for us today. I want to tell you, I, I, I've got to give this disclaimer. Because if you were here at 11 o'clock, you're going to be like, huh? Because when he was studying this week, I'd already asked him to preach for us. He, he had no idea what I was teaching on. And he was, I came up behind him while he was typing his notes out and studying. And I saw the title and the scripture he was going to. I started laughing. I said, well, the Lord's already confirming Sunday. I said, because I'm going to be teaching on that shepherd in that 11 o'clock service. And I feel like he's got a few words to say about that shepherd today, unless the Lord's done changed his mind. <laughs> and so we didn't plan it, but man, aren't you glad when God plans it? So we need to hear what the Spirit's saying today because God's trying to get something through to us. Son, come on this morning. Let's hear what the Spirit would say to the church. Let's give God some praise in this house. Let God speak to you. Let's clap your hands to the Lord one more time. think that what you've seen and hear today is strange well it's biblical and you know church that you see on TV church that's depicted in most of our culture today you don't see this kind of thing see people running and shouting and leaping and dancing and hollering. But it's biblical. And the Bible tells us to lift our voice, to clap our hands. It says, praise Him in the dance. It says to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. David danced before the Lord with all his might. The Bible says that the dead praise not the Lord. And so if you've been in some church settings that nobody was dancing, nobody was clapping, nobody was lifting their voice, 
you might have been sitting in a dead church. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And where the Spirit of the Lord ain't, you're not going to get these kinds of things. And I'm thankful to be in a Spirit-filled, apostolic, Bible, church today. And if you think it's strange, why don't you just look at our world today and look just how strange people are. Look at the things that people dance and lift their voice about. Look at the things that people lose their minds about. Think I'm good coming into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and getting excited and dancing and just doing what the Bible says we ought to do. Amen? Amen. Well, what Pastor said is right. Uh, the Lord had... I actually thought earlier on when I knew that I was going to preach, I was actually going uh, in a different direction, and the Lord just brought this to me, and I started to look at it more and more, and I was, uh, I, I know when the Lord is speaking something to me. I woke up very, very early in the morning out of sleep the other night, and uh, the Lord was... I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. I, I could I could hear these words. It's it's like I many of you might know what I'm talking about, but it's like you can almost see the words in front of you. And I was laying there, and I and I kept hearing Thy rod and Thy staff they comfort me. Thy rod and Thy staff they comfort me. Thy rod and Thy staff they comfort me. Just over and over, and I didn't get very much more sleep. But when I woke up, I. Uh, I opened up my phone just, and a lot of times the first thing I'll do is open up my phone. I look at what the verse of the day is uh, on the Bible app. I opened it up. What did I read? But I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So I said, All right, Lord. And this pastor told the truth that, that I sat there and I was, I was writing some notes, I was reading and studying, he came behind me and he looked at what I was typing and he said, well, he said the Sunday school lesson is on Psalm 23, pastor's title today was Our Shepherd, my title today is going to be The Lord is My Shepherd, and so I say all that to say this, is that you can't do this stuff by accident, the Lord speaks to his people the Lord speaks to his people and I want you to know today that you are in a setting and in a place where the spirit of the Lord is about to speak to his people this is what the Lord wants us to hear today and that means you can be blessed by this and you can be changed by this and you can receive what the Lord wants you to receive. Amen? So Psalm 23. I won't keep you standing just a moment longer. Short chapter. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you lift your hands one more time and lift your voice and ask the Lord to help us today? God, I thank you, Lord, for the liberty and the freedom. Lord, just the power of the Holy Ghost that we felt already in this house. And I know that you've blessed and changed some already today. I know that you've poured out, Lord, what we need already in this house today, Lord. But somebody needs to hear from your word today. So help me, Lord. I'm your servant, your vessel. Speak through me and help me today as I deliver the word of the Lord. And bless this people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen and clap your hands one more time to the Lord and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. You can be seated today. Everybody say the Lord is my shepherd. In today's world, being called a sheep is not a good thing. And there's a lot of that going around now, especially. Being called a sheep has a negative connotation, indicating that the person being called a sheep or a sheeple is docile, compliant, easily influenced, basically mindlessly following the herd without thinking. And there are... No doubt, groups of people that do that. And I'm not even going to specify what I'm talking about. Y'all can just be like, eh, what's he going to, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. Ah, that's where Jake stands on that. But there are people today, don't ask questions, don't think, just follow. There are groups of people like that today. And thinking for yourself is a rare thing today. But in the Word of God, sheep are mentioned more than 500 times. Many passages and verses referring directly to the people of God as sheep. Psalm 100, verse 3 says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God, It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. When I look at things biblically, being a sheep doesn't have the same meaning as it has in our culture and in our world today. I want to be a sheep. I want to be His people. I want to be the sheep of His pasture. What does that even mean? One of the biggest lies that people believe today is that they don't need a shepherd. That's one of the biggest lies that gets the people of God pulled away from the presence of God is that I don't need a shepherd. People 
don't want to be told what they can and shouldn't do. I'm not going to say can't because you can. They don't want to be told what they shouldn't do. They don't want to be, they don't want guardrails in their lives. They don't want that protection because to them it's not protection. And hey, there are some things in this world today that my stance is very much about y'all do what you're elected to do and leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not going to preach that. <laughs> Sorry. But when it comes to God, people want to say, why don't you be God and leave me alone? I'll sing about, you know, my shepherd and talk about the goodness of God and things, but, but really, leave me alone. Don't meddle in my life. And people especially, they, that's, you know, they might not outright say it. Some, a lot of people will, but there are a lot of Christians today that wouldn't outright say it, but they don't want God meddling in their life. They don't want that good shepherd. And a lot of people today especially, they don't want that under-shepherd. And I am going to touch on this for just a minute. You need that chief shepherd. But you need an under-shepherd called a pastor. Pastors are given by God. 1 Peter 5 and 4, or 1 through 4, says, The elders that are among you I exhort, whom uh, am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither being as lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. That sounds a lot like a good pastor, because that's what it is. Pastors are given to watch over the flock. They answer to the chief shepherd, but there is an under-shepherd. Pastors are given by God. Like it or not, you can argue with me till you're blue in the face, and there are some people today that would, but you need a pastor in your life. You need to be at church and hear your pastor preach. The Lord said, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You need your pastor. That's right. You need your pastor. Your pastor. You can't point out anywhere to me in the Bible that supports the idea that I don't need a pastor in my life. That's not what my message is about. Let's look back at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When I was a kid, we used to memorize this verse. And it confused me so badly. I would think to myself, why? Do I not want him? Why does it say the Lord is my shepherd that I shall not want? 
I wasn't always super bright as a child. I would think, why does it say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want? I didn't understand what it was saying. We hadn't gone over commas yet. We hadn't gone over. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And in Hebrew, the word eshar does not mean want. It means lack. So really what this verse is saying is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. And I love what Pastor said this morning going over this verse. That he, he's not just talking about the past. That He's not saying, I haven't lacked. I haven't wanted. He's saying, I shall not want. I shall not lack. That means if the Lord is my shepherd, I know I'm not going to lack anything. And guess what? There might be some things in my life that I want, but I'm not going to lack anything. If the Lord is my shepherd... I'm going to have what I need. Amen. If the Lord is my shepherd, I can be content. If the Lord is my shepherd, I know that, well, this may not have gone the way I want it to. I might not have this and this and this. But I have goodness and mercy. I have the provision of my shepherd. I have everything that I need, and I know that the Lord knows better than I do. I'm going to get ahead of myself. I shall not lack. Verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Something to note about green pastures is that if you go where David would have been sitting down writing this, what you're going to see is a lot of dirt and a lot of rocks and a lot of hills and a lot of dust. You're not, you're not looking at cattle grazing over green pastures. When David wrote this, he knew what he was talking about with green pastures. If you'll... Uh, there, there's things you can look at and study, and, and I won't go into all of it, but if you look at the way that, if you look at the, the, the clumps of rocks and, and boulders and stones and things that are in these places where shepherds stay with the sheep, when you look right next to these rocks, you'll find this greenery and grass only around these rocks. And it's because of the way the, the, the breeze from the sea would blow in and there was moisture that would catch on these rocks and run down and that's where grass would grow. But everywhere else, it, wasn't, it didn't look like, oh, this is just a beautiful green pasture with all the grass that I can ever eat. And that's very cool to me because you can be filled and satisfied and rest, even in wilderness, and where it seems like there is nothing. But if you look, you'll see that God placed it right where I need it. And God has given me what I need. If I look for it. Another cool thing, sheep, 
They only lie down after they're full and satisfied. Sheep eat standing up. And I just love how this all fits together because I can be satisfied and I can rest and I can have what I need in a place that looks like there is no provision and there, I don't have everything that I need and it looks like just desert and wilderness but really God has given me everything that I need. That's what happens when the Lord is my shepherd. Verse 3, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Let me tell you that there is no path of righteousness where the shepherd does not lead. And the shepherd won't lead a sheep away from the flock. The shepherd won't lead the sheep astray. Anybody that says I'm on the path of righteousness that's not being led by the shepherd is not on a path of righteousness. Verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A rod is a straight and heavy club-like device used by shepherds to protect their sheep from wild animals, used to count sheep. It symbolizes protecting and defending. The staff is a long stick-like tool with a curve at one end used by shepherds of biblical times to guide and correct the flock. And it symbolizes guidance and correction. Notice that the rod is not used for correcting sheep. The rod is used for protecting sheep. The rod is used for protecting sheep, not correcting sheep. It's the staff, the tool that's used for guiding, that corrects the flock. So when the shepherd corrects you, he's not beating you. Come on, somebody. I don't need you to shout for me to know I'm right and I'm in the Word. I'm telling you that when the shepherd corrects you, which is something that people don't want today, I don't want anybody correcting me. If I hear one thing that I disagree with, I'm gone. I'm out of here. People don't want that correction today. But the Lord's, or the, the Bible says that who the Lord loves, He corrects. If I hear something that corrects me, that's not the shepherd beating me, that's the shepherd guiding me. Come on, somebody. I'm thankful for the correction. I'm thankful for the Lord's protection, but I'm thankful for His correction. And if He is correcting me, He's not beating me, He's guiding me. Verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. There is no table prepared where the shepherd doesn't lead. There is no fresh anointing. That anointing symbolizing favor and blessing of God. It's not there where the shepherd doesn't lead. Hello? 
There's goodness and mercy even away from the shepherd. Because the goodness of God draws us to repentance. There's a lot of people that's walked away from the flock that feels the goodness of God. And they might hear the voice of God. But what they're hearing is the Lord calling for them. And the goodness that they feel is the goodness drawing them and leading them to repentance. But there is no favor and blessing. There is no fresh anointing and there is no overflowing cup away from the shepherd. Verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All this talk about the shepherd guiding and leading. Being a part of the flock. Being a sheep. And he ends by saying, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You can't get away from the house of the Lord and be where the shepherd is. You can't get away from the house of the Lord and be in the will of the Lord. You can't get away from where the flock gathers. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you that a lone sheep is a lost sheep. A lone sheep is a lost sheep. Luke 15 and 3. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. The shepherd had to go and find that one sheep that was lost. And it was lost because it left the flock. I don't know how to... You don't have to shout with me. When you leave the flock, you're lost. I don't care what you say. And I don't care how you justify it. When you leave the flock, you leave where the shepherd is. You leave where the shepherd guides. You leave where the shepherd corrects. You leave where the shepherd... If you leave the flock, you're lost. That sheep was not closer to the shepherd when it left the flock. I don't care who says I'm closer to God than I've ever been. You're further away from God than you've ever been if you walk away from the flock. Because the, the shepherd had to go look for this sheep that was lost. And when he found it, he picked it up and put it on his shoulders and brought it back to the flock. 
and said, Rejoice with me, because this was my sheep that was lost. And now I found it. And right there at the end of that, that lost sheep was likened to being a sinner that needed to repent. I'm not trying to be hard on us today. I'm not trying to be so blunt that it's just, it's just turning you off to this today. I want you to hear the instruction from the Word of God because I know that this is what God wants to speak. That lost sheep that wandered away from the flock was compared to a sinner that needs to repent. And if you walk away from the flock, you need to repent. If you've walked away from these green pastures, if you've walked away from the shepherd, you need to repent. If you've decided, I don't need to go to church, you need to repent. If you've decided, I don't need a pastor, I don't need to be told by anybody what I should and shouldn't do, you need to repent. Thankful that it's the goodness of God that leads me to repentance. It says that Jesus was moved with compassion for the people because they fainted and they were scattered as sheep having no shepherd. If you don't have a shepherd, you're going to faint. You're going to get weary. You're going to deteriorate in your walk with God. And you're going to be scattered and lost and out of place. It said Jesus saw these people. And when he saw them like this, it said it's because they were like sheep having no shepherd. And then he told his disciples that the harvest is plenteous. Immediately after this, he said the harvest is plenteous. You know that the harvest that we want to see so badly consists of people who aren't in the flock. It consists of people that have no shepherd. This is all the Word of God. We need the shepherd. Peter said that we were like sheep going astray but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls. There's too much that indicates to me that if I'm away from the shepherd, if I'm away from the flock, if I walk away from the protection and the correction and the guidance of the shepherd, I'm lost and I'm going astray. In Matthew 7 and 15. Beware of false prophets. Which come to you. In sheep's clothing. They look. Like sheep. They say. I'm a sheep. They might be able to sound. Like a sheep. But it says, inwardly they are ravening wolves. 
prophet is defined as a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. And God has appointed prophets. But we are to beware of false prophets. If it's false, it isn't truth. And we read, thy word is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. If it's outside of the word, if it has to be twisted and it needs some kind of deep revelation to be able to understand if it's outside the guidance of the shepherd, if it's outside of the word, it's a lie. And if it comes out of somebody's mouth, they're not a prophet, but a false prophet. And a sheep that leads you away from the flock, a sheep that says it's so much better outside of these green pastures, a sheep that says it's so much better and so much cooler away from the flock and away from from all those imperfect sheep. Come on. That's not a sheep at all, but a wolf dressed up like a sheep. And I'm not your pastor, but I have the word of the Lord today for this people. And you might not like me for saying it, and you might think I'm being hard for saying it, but anybody that's saying you don't need to go to church, you don't need to be a part of that flock, you don't need a pastor, you don't need to be told... It's not a sheep, but a wolf. And I'd go even further and say they're not your friend. And they, they are not your friend. And they are not on your side. And they are not in your corner. But they are against you. And they are a ravening wolf. That sheep cloth that they're wearing is from a sheep that they skinned alive before. And now they're wearing it. They had to get it from somewhere. A wolf kills sheep. A wolf doesn't lead sheep. A wolf kills sheep. And the wolves are out there. The wolves are out there, folks. I'm not going to be just another couple of minutes if the music wants to come, but I want us to continue to just listen for a minute. The wolves are out there. The Lord said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Again, we're compared to sheep. But he says, I'm sending you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. There's no deep revelation there. That's just what it says. You've got to understand, church, that we're sheep and there are wolves all around. The difference between sheep and wolves is wolves don't have a shepherd. When I'm where the shepherd is, when I'm close to the shepherd, when I'm with the flock, when I'm in reach of that rod and that staff, I'm not worried about the wolves. 
pastor said it this morning. The Lord said, my sheep know my voice. But a sheep can stop listening. You need to listen to the voice of the shepherd. You need to stay under the protection of the shepherd. You need to stay inside the word. You need to stay inside the church. You need to stay close to that rod and that staff. Because wolves don't have a shepherd. But the sheep do. The sheep do. The Lord is my shepherd. You can stand with me today. I feel it was hard to know this is it's a little different than I normally do today but it was hard to know where how, you know Lord where do you want us to conclude with this today and I just left it open to the Lord just Lord just speak to us I want to I feel in the Holy Ghost to speak to somebody today I want to tell you the Lord is your shepherd I'll just be for the sake of someone in here today I'll just be transparent I've gone through dark, dark places in my life. And I have seen the depths of depression. And you say, you know, I know, I know my, my church family isn't ignorant, isn't dumb. Like you never look depressed. Somebody knows what I'm talking about today. It's something inward. I felt sadness that hurts physically. Depression has taken some of the happiest things in my life before. And I know what it's like to not be able to explain why. Why do I feel this way? Why do I not have an answer? Why do I feel like this? Why, do I, why does it look so dark? This is what I feel in the Holy Ghost to tell somebody that feels like you're in that place. I've gotten, I've remembered in the darkest places in my life when I felt like I have nothing else right. I remember the Lord is my shepherd. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. When I had no other answers and I had no other direction, I, I felt like 
there are things in my life that just, I feel like you just feel lost. I can't get that back. And I feel like I've got nothing else right. But I'm telling you, I can testify what I have been able to remember in those times is the Lord is my shepherd and he restoreth my soul. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to look for that rod and that staff that can correct me and guide me. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Lord, I don't know anything else. And I have no other answer. And Lord, I'm hurting. Lord, I'm sad. But the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Somebody lift your voice. I'm telling somebody today. The Holy Ghost, rather, is telling somebody today. You might be still close to the shepherd and feel sad you might still be in the flock and feel sad and be hurt and be going through it but though I walk through the valley I'm still with the shepherd and I'm still within reach of the rod and the staff and somebody that feels like uh, I've wandered I have wondered. I'm telling you, the shepherd's calling you today. If you'll just hear the sheep, you're still his sheep. And you still know his voice if you'll listen today. I'm inviting you to these altars. I'm inviting you to these altars right now. Come pray. Come reach for the shepherd. Somebody needs to say, just be real with the Lord today, God. I'm going through it. I've got this and this and this going on, but it doesn't matter what it is 